Hello, welcome back. It is week 112 on Out on That Line. I'm Jeff with my co-host Alex. As always, Alex, how you doing this week, buddy? Jeff, I got 99 problems, but a geck ain't one. We've got a <laughs> hot album this week. I can't wait to get into it. But Jeff, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing uh I'm doing well. A little little shaken uh by the news that there is gonna be a Firefest 2. And I I don't know. Go go look up Firefest. Like quick Google search. You're gonna find out everything you need to know in about two minutes about how this thing went. What was it, a couple of years ago when they did it? I'm not sure. I'd have to check when that is, but you brought it up. That was one of the first things you said to me was like have you seen this Firefest thing? They're going to do it again. And I'm just flabbergasted that we're here once again. Well, also, I feel like saying they're going to do it again. This is out of the mouth of a known liar who stranded a bunch of people and fed them cheese sandwiches. So if he says it's going to happen, I take that with a big fat grain of salt. Um, but you got to wonder... Like what, what will go down at this one if it does happen? That's, that's something, I mean, obviously I'm going to imagine the the worst things like at best, I think it's going to be like it was before, you know, because how, like what artist is going to ever do this? Like who, who would ever really want to put their money into this other than people going to see a train wreck that just have some money to burn? Cause I don't know why else you would ever do this. Maybe some like ironic factor will make some artists like, want to go do it just to say they did that they performed at Firefest. I mean, it, it, there's all sorts of ways it could go wrong. I don't see a lot of ways it could go right, but I'm interested to hear what you think. Here's the thing. You took the words right out of my mouth because it is 100% this time around going to be an ironic luxury experience. They are going to make you sleep in a shitty mattress. They are going to make you eat cheese sandwiches they are going to take away cell service and your ability to communicate with the outside world. But this time, it's all going to be like an ironic riff on like, remember what a disaster the first one was? Wish you could have experienced that? Well, why don't you pay twice what you would have paid to go to the first one to come here and experience all the bullshit everybody else already did? And if you are one of our exclusive second timers... You pay triple what you paid the first time. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, one, mark my fucking words, it is. It's going to be, if it happens, an ironic luxury experience for dum-dums. So I can absolutely see that happening. And what would be funny is if they, like on the production side of it, all the workers and like who, however they set that all, if it's just completely a failure like they it, they're not doing at all what they intended to do but because people came in expecting a disaster it's just going to be business as usual like they're gonna everybody's gonna be like oh haha it's so funny they really how authentic is this that they can't even get a meal out but meanwhile they're like panicking because they actually are trying to get a meal out they're trying to get those cheese sandwiches and they're nowhere to be found yeah what do you feed them then their own <laughs> shit well, I'd say if, if you're going to buy a ticket to Firefest, you've probably eaten plenty of that already. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Yeah. Another time and another place. Yeah, please, uh, if you're out there and you're still going to buy a ticket to this thing and you go through with it and you go, 
you have to tell us like a written letter would be best. Um, well, you know, sh- reach out. We'll give you an address. I can just give Alex. We can just give yours on the air. Yeah, it's fine. Go want. for it. Okay. Oh, sure. Um, so five, five, yeah, five. look for he's gonna put that. Right, he's gonna put that right down here. Um, <laughs> so if you go to this thing, please like describe your experience in excruciating detail because I want to know exactly what happens. I want to know if it's as bad as we think it's gonna be. Or, like, this is still, like, in a universe of infinite possibility, Alex, the possibility exists that this is, like, the best festival ever. This is, like, Woodstock 69 for, like, our generation. You know, there's there's a chance. Just saying there's a chance. Uh, prison changes a man. So maybe Billy McFarlane <laughs> went in there and was like, when I get out, I got one thing I know I got to do. I got to make it right. I got to do Fire Festival 2. <laughs> and maybe this is this is the turning point where uh, he does. He's like, I'm going to give people, I'm going to out Woodstock, Woodstock. It's going to be spectacle on spectacle. Firefest 2. And he actually does it. It's certainly possible, Jeff. Stranger things have happened. What do I think is going to happen, though? They're going to preemptively dig a mass grave, cover it with a tarp, and <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> That's, That's you know, I guess in the in the immortal words of I, I think Jack Black, um, yeah, one one great rock show can change the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly correct, Jeff. <laughs> Well, that's, I, I mean, yeah, again, if you go, please tell us, tell us all about it. Um, it well, I'll do guarantee. you one better. If you've got the kind of money to go to, if you're the kind of dumb slob that's going to go to this because you got the money to do it, buy me a ticket. I don't want to lump Jeff in here. I'm just saying for me, buy me a ticket and I will go with you. It's like a contest. It's a sweepstakes. If you're already planning on going, you have the money for a plus one, bring me and I will report from the inside. That's like like we get it. Maybe we should start using social media a little bit more and uh, we can try to get that idea out there. That might be, it'd be wonderful for content. I can't say much Perhaps. for your ability to not have hepatitis A, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to do my damnedest. <laughs> well, Alex, what do you say? Is it uh, is it about time to get a little weird with 100 Gex? Lay- Don't just give me 100 Gex, Jeff. How about 100,000 yaks? Well, I can give you 10,000. I asked for 100,000, Jeff. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you 10 What's of these the albums because it's called <laughs> it's called 10,000 yaks. So I'll give you 10 of these, okay? 10. And they're only they're short. They're only 26 minutes long, so it's not going to take you long to listen to all of them. You know, it so felt it's like it's really a deal. Gags. <laughs> Well, with the amount of stuff that's packed into this album, it definitely, it feels like a million gecks, to be honest with you, because I had no idea from one moment to the other where the hell we were going with this album. It seemed like every single genre, every single influence, every single musical instrument itself was available for use on this album, and they used as many as they could. And I, honest to God, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had an experience like this with an album where clearly it's like they're not taking themselves seriously whatsoever, but you cannot help but take the creation seriously in its in itself. It's just like 
extremely fun. So no, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's like totally off the wall. And I didn't even fucking bother to learn the name of the album because to me, every time I've been talking to people about it, I'm like, it's 100 Gex. And I think that's the best way to describe 100 Gex is that it is 100 Gex. Like there is nothing else like it. So that is what it is. It's appropriate to refer to it in all adjective, verb, noun, mm-hmm. 100 Gex. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. It's just like such a singular, difficult to describe kind of thing. But goddamn, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it a shot. It was. It was a shorty and every song left an impression. Yeah. And and as I go through the list, usually there's, you know, three or four songs that I that I kind of try to make sure that I hit on, whether it's the lyrics or the musicality or something, you know, especially if I like an album. I want to give like kind of specific points where it really brought me in. But as I go through the track list on this and I'm looking at it now, I mean, I see Dumbest Girl Alive. Hollywood Baby, Frog on the Floor, Doritos and Fritos, One Million Dollars, The Most Wanted Person in the United States. I got my two through. It's it's bang, 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 bang. It is every single song, even the ones that I didn't mention. Like they go by in such a breeze that even if you don't really like them that much, you have to appreciate with it. There's so much chaos everywhere in the album. But if you just kind of let yourself go into it and just kind of like let yourself fall into that a little bit, it really is unbelievably cohesive like it all makes sense even though when you listen to it none of it seems to i don't know how else to try to explain that it is really like endearing chaos it is like so endearing and fun and yeah every song you listen to just like jumps off the page at you with all these little weird quirks and twists, like I got my tooth removed. Let's dive into that song specifically. We both talked mm-hmm. about that. I think we both, I think I got my tooth removed, left quite an impression on both of us. Yes. It's uh, to me an example of what they do so well, which is just like this little flip when you don't expect it. Like they're doing one thing and all of a sudden they stop and they immediately start something else. They just like take you to all these unexpected places. I got my tooth removed was a very uh was very much one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really that was one that <laughs> I don't, I'm going to pull up the the lyrics here because there's it's also like a lot of songs. Some of the songs are like literally just like one lyric repeated over and over just about. Um, but I got my tooth removed is like a very I don't know. It's almost like a linear story on an album where you don't really expect anything like that, you know, and, and it's such the way they shape everything like frog on the floor is clearly not about a frog on the floor you know i got my tooth removed is like it's obviously about the emotions and everything going on behind that when that moment was happening but it's such a a simple way to describe like if you if you don't really want to tell somebody what's really going on with you they'll ask like oh are you feeling okay you know maybe you're a little sad maybe you're depressed maybe you got a lot to talk about but all you say is i got my tooth removed interesting because i have like the exact opposite interpretation, which is it is literally about having your infected tooth removed and frogs mm-hmm. doing keg stands. I not to sell them short, like they don't have emotional depth, but to me it was just like this is where the Frank Zappa of it all comes in, where they're doing very tongue-in-cheek, funny conceptual stuff because the music that they're trying to make is 
is the vehicle. So they're just like, we need to hang this music on some kind of frame. So when I hear this, I think about like there's a frog on the floor at a party or ripping your own tooth out of your head with a set of pliers. I think they mean the, like these songs are very, very literal to me mm-hmm. and like that much more endearing for them because they're not like it's very much appreciated at the tail end of Boy Genius and before that Caroline Rose. As beautiful as that music was, it was heartbreak music. You really mm-hmm. got to bring your A game to that. 100 Gex is just like. How about a song about being a wanted fugitive or something about Cheetos and Dor- or Doritos and Fritos? We got mm-hmm. one of those for you. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Yeah, and I really, I, I'm glad that you brought up the Frank Zappa of it all because one thing that we, we were discussing him a little bit in outside of just this before the show and kind of realizing that Frank Zappa just kind of hated everybody and everything. You know, the guy was just so critical and cynical that he couldn't, he could not accept like pure joy in his life. It didn't seem so this music, I feel like he would have loved a hundred Gex if not for himself. So he probably would have hated them, even though it's like, this is such a, the songs that you had me listen to with Frank Zappa, obviously I listened to, you know, um, Bobby Brown goes down like that song, like that could have been a hundred Gex song. Like Frank Zappa could have done any of these songs because there's so, there's so much chaos, but there's clearly like a lot of musical talent in this too. Like the way some of these songs take off from like a slow little ballad to, we even got like hardcore metal on this. Like we got some like thrash on this album. And I really, I certainly appreciated that. We got like Blink-182 pop punk. It sounded like, um, there was like, I heard Papa Roach in some of the I mean, it's just like, there were so Lip many biscuit. things I was like, oh, this sounds like so familiar, but they clearly changed a little, but were able to, I don't know if that was an intentional thing by them, but it happened so many times that I was like, there's got to be something that they realize that they're doing to make me hear those things like so clearly. It's like, sounds like a Blink-182 song or like this riff sounds like um, Last Resort by Papa Roach. But it changes just slightly enough that it's like, okay, maybe it's not that. But it's just, for some reason, it was such a a mindfuck of an album because they were pulling from so many different things and clearly were like skewering everything and just like making you realize like how ridiculous all those different things are. Because why do you only have to do one of those things? Like, look at what they're doing. They're doing every kind of music you can think of. And doing all of them very well. It's just like a very jarring experience to have like all of those things just like slam together the way they did it. Yeah, you have songs that like very clearly invoke Ween. And obviously we made the Zappa parallel where it's like music concrete. The whole thing's made in the studio. So it's all made in the lab. So it's Mm -hmm. essentially, for all intents and purposes, it's like found sounds that they smash together in interesting collages. And you get stuff as different as like frog on the frog on the floor is like a Wesley Willis song. It's got that Mm -hmm. same like like that like canned keyboard song at the way front of the track. And then just this kind of goofy frog on the floor sounds like a fucking hoedown on a on a a keyboard. Very funny. And then you have stuff like I got my tooth removed, which is ska. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the ink spots, because there's one of those, like, sad talking parts. 
it, it like you said, they pull so much weird, different shit out of the bag, and it's it, like twenty six minutes. It's the perfect amount. Any more than that, and I I think maybe I would have been tapped. Twenty six minutes was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think well for this type of music, I think twenty six minutes is is enough for sure. You know, I think if it's something like you know the Boy Genius album, I thought could have been longer. You know, I thought there was there was a little more meat on that bone. If they had more songs that they wanted to sing, if they told the whole story they wanted to tell, then that's fine. But you know, that's the kind of music where if that's a longer album, like I can deal with that. You know, that's something I can I can work with. Um, but th- because this was like you had to actively listen to this because they made so many changes in the style of music. It's like every time it changed, it, it made you pay attention again. You know, it made you like get drawn right back into what they were doing. And that's way more activity mentally than you're usually going to have on any given album, because a lot of artists are going to stick in the same sort of genre. Like think of like a Tyler Childers album. You know, it's all country might be like different versions. You might bring in different kind of instruments, but it's still it's all country. You know, so it's like you're expecting one thing and you're getting that one thing throughout the whole experience. Now, this, you were getting something new twice a song, every single song. And while it was only 26 minutes, I feel like when you pack that much into it, you know, it feels it's a full 26 minutes. You know, it's all there. It it does. It's like the perfect use of the space and just enough different stuff. Like you said, there's like some like new metal aspects to it which is like you you just move on you just keep hopping around which makes it impossible to pigeonhole and i had that revelation because it's this is described as hyperpop and i immediately thought about that and i'm like oh well like hyperpop what makes it pop and i'm like thinking about it in this like very linear way and i'm like maybe the point is it's just whatever the fuck you want it to be because that mm-hmm. seems to be what 100 Gex was doing with this album is just, again, the Zappa principle where it's like, this sounds interesting to me. Fuck it. Song about, I got my tooth removed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that <laughs> shit could be like Streetlight Manifesto. They just did whatever the hell they wanted. They're talented enough to pull it off. They did the perfect, the exact right, perfect amount. And it was like a, a flawless victory. Mm-hmm. yeah that's and and i really i can't really overstate like how much i think people should go listen to this album if you're like a real if you've got your music that you like and you just listen to us past time you know i don't i'm not going to get offended if you don't listen to this one but if you're like seriously you know like to consume a lot of music and just get it from everywhere you know go try this album out you know go check it out because you're going to find so many spots here like one million dollars is the simplest song in the world, but the or way they make it dollars. so interesting, yeah. And then they have like the Siri voice at one million dollars. Like it's just they change it up all the time. So you're like, oh, what's going to be next? And every time it just gets you interested. And I honestly haven't had. We've had a lot of great albums so far this year, and I'm not saying this is my number one album of the year, but I haven't had any album like really kind of grab me the way that this one did. Now I don't. I think just i don't know is it fair because it is what it is it's hyper pop it's not meant to be taken seriously does that also mean it can't be taken seriously for like awards and things like that i mean i i highly doubt because the exact problem is hyper pop is a category but it's not a categorization no award giving body is going to be able to categorize this shit so they're just going to ignore it 
it's the first major or like major uh, like label release like after being independent second album first label release but i don't i don't know i don't know if it's going to get enough uh, enough stroke to really get noticed and if it did mm-hmm. i think it'd be another like lil nas x thing where it's like we don't know what to do with you gay black cowboy yeah my my <laughs> ai brain just broke so i i they're definitely talented enough you'd love to see them get a look it would be warranted but i don't know i think and and selfishly i almost hope it stays that way because it makes it this more special thing i think mm-hmm. people should check this out if it's not your normal thing if it's not what you usually listen to good it is important to diversify the music that you listen to because it's going to make you appreciate the shit you love more it's going to make you very clear on the shit that you hate you need to have different experiences too many people Mm -hmm. i know in my life don't do two things they don't stretch enough and they don't stretch their musical tastes enough you're gonna fuse your damn creative discs if you don't Try something new. Stretch yourself. This is a perfect album to do that with. It's a catfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And I think I think you're right in that it's probably not going to win awards, but it just was a, a little lightning bolt that hit me because I was like, this is I mean, it's super good. Like it's it is award worthy, you know, as far as the quality of it, you know, their talent, you know, they are definitely worthy of winning that, but it's like like you said, like what award would you give them? You know, is this like really definable as far as like what this music is? Because I don't, I don't think you can, I think you just have to call it like, I think hyper pop, maybe if that's a word used for just as a catch all for like something that's peppy and meant to be catchy, but you don't really know where to put it, like what box it fits in. Maybe you just have a tent for all the, you know, for all the hyper pop stuff, you know? And I think that's, I don't know if there's there's probably a lot of bands like this it's just not really a genre of music i i considered a lot you know i heard sometimes like i don't know if you ever listen to the the artist girl talk but they would Mm -hmm. basically just take like tons of different popular like rap songs soul songs like pop songs whatever and just like mash them together and it was always there's a few songs that are like just really really good the way that that he was able to put them together and that I got that sense here where it just, it didn't feel like they sat down and were like, Hey, let's write an album. It feels like they sat down and were like, okay, what kind of instruments do we want to play? And then like figured out the noises that they want to make. And then they were like, okay, we can, uh, we can say these words here. We can say these words here. It doesn't really matter what that is. Cause it's just, you know, we just want to make something and get it out there. The thing is their process was making stuff and sending it to each other back and forth from LA to Chicago they described it as like exquisite corpse where it's like a drawing that multiple people contribute to and it changes and shapes the meaning for it. That was their process and it shows. And I mean that in the best possible way mm-hmm. because it is fresh. It's not a, you know, Bruce Springsteen gets the band back together and they're all in the studio together. That mm-hmm. as Jack Black would say, that's a special thing and <laughs> belongs to them. But this process made this kind of music and gave us 100 Gex. That's the project. That's the genre. And ain't nobody got an awards category for that. 100 Gex, baby. I'm going to go ahead and call this a strong buy it. 
yeah, I think if this one ever comes out on vinyl, it's absolutely buy it because they might even be able to fit the whole thing on one side. Yeah, you can get your tooth <laughs> removed in 26 minutes or less. Yeah. I got my tooth removed. Oh, it's just fun. It's just pure. Yeah, it just it really fun. is. There's so many fun parts to it. There's so much like and honestly, what there's so many genres here. Like if you really like music in general it's worth checking out you'll find a song on here that you like or at least some parts that you like and it and it's not going to take any time at all go out get it if at the very least stream it we're going to buy it um i can't wait to add that one actually that's going to be probably my weirdest album that i own yeah it's going to fit snugly in there with the zappa yeah and actually i think it's got to go with the front of the line because it's a hundred gecks like it's a number it's got to go front of the line yes no, I meant more like content-wise, like yeah. composition-wise. Oh, yeah. It's going with the weird stuff, which is yeah. how I used to organize my... Oh, God, this is most tips are douchebag shit. I used to organize <laughs> my vinyl by genre, but now it's by alphabetical order. Last yeah. name, obvi. Yeah, and I'm... I, I'm I'm such a snob that I will I will like say that a band is so many different genres that organizing them like that, I just I'd still be here doing it. Because there's yeah. just no way I wouldn't be able to make that decision at all. Quite frankly, actually, the state my record collection is in, it's back in Vermont, and it's just a slop pile. I just threw everything onto a shelf, mixed in and amongst itself. We got Mitski in there with Chris Christofferson. We've got Tupac in with Willie Nelson. We don't know what the hell we're doing in there. I don't know what's going on. It's all back home. I don't know what's going on. It's like Toy Story. Do they get up and party? I don't know. I'm not there. There's a lot of mingling happening. How did we get here, Jeff? Why am I talking about this? (laughs) I'd like to think that they get up and party when you're gone. I mean, otherwise, mine are just collecting dust because I never use my record player these days. (sighs) Again, it's a ritual. It's a process. You got to be dedicated to that as your activity. You're not you know mm-hmm. vacuuming while you do it. you're not using a swiffer wet jet while you do it no no never well i think some folks we got to do some a little housekeeping here so we're going to tell you again go down like subscribe tell us what you want to hear tell us if there's an album you want to hear we loved this one but this one was our pick we saw i saw this one pop up online so this was our pick so you y'all need to get on it and let us know what you want to hear let us know if there is a song you want us to do as a reaction, maybe a single for a topic that you want us to expound on a little more that maybe we don't want to put into a full show. You let us know. And Alex, where can they where can they do those sorts of things? I did a lot of bits tonight, so I'm going to keep this brief. You know what it is. You all know what it is. It's like you are hearing me, but you don't listen. So I'll say it one more time youtube.com forward slash c forward slash out on that line it's got all of our premium content but you know this you're just not doing anything about it so be a part of the solution instead of the problem at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash out on that line that just gave me goosebumps until next time